well, you aren't going to meet my needs. Me, 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 me. Which <laughs> that happens, happens more so often, often than you would you would like to believe. And sometimes, almost exactly like, like that. that. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. And welcome to Well Shit. It really is that simple. I'm Claire. And I'm Serena. On this podcast, we help you to understand about your 12 universal needs, why they are currently not being well met, how to meet them in ways that work for you, and how to consistently do so in quick, easy, and simple ways that fit seamlessly into your life. We'll also help you to understand how doing so will have a positive ripple effect in literally every area of your life. If you like what you hear, sign up for more support with meeting your needs with your weekly Universal Needs Notes at theuniversalneeds.com. And enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, everyone. So our last episode was all about celebrating. And I know someone who is going to be celebrating the series that we are now recording because it's her favorite topic. And there's three of them. <laughs> and there's three of them, which makes it... Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Yes. <laughs> so if you've been if you've been listening for a while, we have done a previous episode on boundaries. Um, I think it was episode number seven off the top of my head. Don't quote me on that. I don't it even know be. what day it is. So <laughs> it'll it'll be in the it'll be in the references in the show notes. Um if I am wrong, <laughs> which is more than possible. Um, so we we kind of just sort of introduced that concept. It was like I said, it was way, 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 way back at the beginning. And we are now on our 101st episode. So uh, it was nearly 100 episodes ago that we covered that. <laughs> wow, that does not feel that long ago. <laughs> it, it's like, I know we just did the 100th episode. And like, obviously, we know we're on 101. But just hearing it is like, like, wow. Um, and especially when I think back to like episode like one, two, three, and I'm like, whoa, that was a long time ago. But it doesn't feel like that long ago. Mm-mm. No, and we were just talking about we used to put all of our notes on a, a whiteboard. A whiteboard. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, how times have changed. That they have. Oh, we've we've come so far. But the importance of boundaries has has not, not changed. <laughs> and I think that's the reason we wanted to do this was because that was kind of a nice little intro to the concept. And um, and but even like our our definitions, our understanding has expanded since that point in time. I mean, hundred episodes ago, that's like nearly two years ago. Um, I mean, our definitions probably changed two weeks ago like mm-hmm. they, they change pretty They're frequently constantly they evolving. get updated and evolved and tweaked and what have you and we've had a lot of our um our group members and our yeah. viewers wanting to hear a little bit more about the boundaries mm-hmm. thing because the concept is simple but actually enacting boundaries and as somebody who like this is one of my favorite things because i didn't i realized like I didn't now, have boundaries. Now before. it's one of her favorite things. Like I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put a boundary down. Like, <laughs> let's do this. Um, but yeah, for a long time, like both of us were very, very bad at boundaries, and I think that's the reason it means so much to us now. Mm-hmm. Like to be not able to just talk about it, but like dive into it uh, a little bit deeper. So I think with like these these episodes may be a little bit more content heavy mm-hmm. than usual. Uh, we'll still keep our our usual. Um, I'm sure there'll be our usual tangents and uh, interjections <laughs> that will happen as we go through. Um, but we just wanted to try and really go a little deeper into these concepts mm-hmm. so that you understand them a little bit better. And, and I mean, as I said, because our understanding has evolved since we did that last episode. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about this one. It's well. Yeah. I, I mean, don't need to say I'm excited. Yeah. About it. Like, <laughs> this is this is one of my like my little happy dance. Uh, <laughs> happy dance topics. Um, so let's just get into it. And the first thing. I think that we should start out with is why are boundaries important? Like, why are we actually talking about? Uh, I've no idea. No. Oh, oh, oh! Are you asking me? Okay, no. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> of course, I know why boundaries are important. <laughs> is it, wait, what? <laughs> The thing about it is, is that I told you we were still going to be silly. Um, if you if you don't set a boundary when it is needed, it is likely that it will be crossed and you'll be in- impacted again and also likely multiple times because you got to remember here, one of the reasons boundaries are so important is because boundaries can help make the difference between our needs being met and our needs being compromised. Now, it's 
very it's not necessary as as often that our needs are that that setting a boundary is like oh setting boundary is the thing i mean it meets our personal power need because we're, we're kind of choosing and we're, we're we're doing something to create what it is that we want in our world um but it, it's not quite the same as some of the other things that we will do to meet our, our needs in the sense that like immediately we do it like, oh, look, my needs been met by doing this thing. Um, more often than not, what it is, is that setting a boundary is the thing that will prevent our needs from being negatively impacted. Mm-hmm. And while it is important that we, we focus on meeting our needs and finding the ways of meeting our needs that work for us, it is just as important to make sure that we are noticing where our needs are being compromised and acting to minimize that compromise, minimize the negative impact and minimize that our needs being drained because otherwise, like, I mean, we, we talked about my story. Like it's like filling a bucket with a hole in the bottom. You want to plug the hole before you fill the bucket so that when you fill it, everything stays inside. So that's how boundaries can be helpful. And I think it's important to also understand what actually are boundaries and what are not bound. What are not boundaries? I know what what, what about ba- what are not boundaries or what are boundaries or, or not? What, what, what are <laughs> what are they not? I have no idea. <laughs> so the thing about <laughs> told you it's going to be an interesting episode. Um, not the, enough coffee. <laughs> the thing is that boundaries are what you are going to do and why. So often people think about boundaries as like what you're telling other people to do or not do. Um, they're letting people know what is and is not okay in your world for you to protect your needs from being negatively impacted, but they're what you're going to do about it and why you're going to do about it. Uh, why you're going to do about it? Why you're going to do that thing? Um, Glad we're on the same page. Yeah, today. I mean, we are. It's going to be, it's, as I said, it's going to be a fun episode. Um, the thing is that the language of boundaries can sometimes be people can try to use this as a form of control. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about this with respect to other um, uh, other language, um, things like people saying guilt, using the word guilt when it's not guilt, it's shame. Um, and a lot of the time, like this can be used or like, oh, I'm setting a boundary. And it's like, no, that's mm-hmm. not a boundary. That's you trying to control somebody mm-hmm. else's behavior. Um, and so when, when we're talking about like restricting, limiting or changing somebody else's uh, behavior and punishing them if they do not change, that is a form of control. That's not what boundaries are. Boundaries are more about what we are going to do in order to ensure that our needs are not going to be negatively impacted. And as we said, we've kind of changed definitions periodically over time mm-hmm. as we get new information. We always want them to be relevant, and sometimes they are when we come up with them. And then it's like, and now here's this other element that we mm-hmm. kind of add to it. And Serena loves when we do that because it means more slides for her to Oh, yeah. On. I love editing. <laughs> <laughs> So I want to make sure that we have what the most up-to-date definition of boundaries is uh, for us right now, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that's important to really understand, like, what exactly are we talking about? Yeah, and and obviously... There are lots of different definitions out there and there are lots mm-hmm. of really great definitions out there. What we always try to do, though, is put the definition in a needs context mm-hmm. so we can understand from a needs point of view what exactly are we talking about. So a boundary is something that you put in place to ensure that your needs don't get negatively impacted. And as I said, one of the components is the choices or actions that you will take to ensure your needs don't get negatively impacted. For example, walking away, ending mm-hmm. a conversation, um, are refusing to continue a conversation until something has happened because that's the thing that you need and you're not going to continue the conversation unless this thing is like an apology or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So they're what you need to do to keep things in alignment for yourself. They are self-first ways of meeting needs. They are prioritizing what you need at the minimum in do, in ways that do not harm others now that harm is really important we'll come back to that in just a second um so at the minimum ways that do not harm others and their needs or the needs ecosystem and sometimes in ways that benefit others and their needs or the needs ecosystem now the issue in this often is this concept of harm now as we have said multiple times in the past there is a big difference between not meeting somebody's needs for them and doing them harm. There is a difference between your needs being compromised 
and honestly not being able to do whatever the fuck you want Mm -hmm. like that's not the same thing like being having to operate in a way which is respectful of other people is not harming you but for those who have for a while felt entitled to do whatever they want whenever they want however they want irrespective that can feel like hold on you're constricting me and Mm -hmm. it's like no we're just not allowing you to do harm anymore um so the key thing with boundaries it's about what you will do not what other people must do it's like how are you going to respond if somebody does this or if somebody does that okay if if you're going to do that okay no problem I'm but I'm going to leave um so it's like making sure that the focus is on um what it is that that we're going to be doing in the situation now as I said the use of boundary language as a form of control which is different like that's not setting boundaries let's be really clear here a lot of people use this kind of therapeutic psychological um um, psychology related language as a way of then trying to impose control on others um it's basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to impose rules on other people's behavior in order to get your needs met through them irrespective of the impact to them positive or negative so that's why a lot of people see it as harm too because like you're a lot of times consciously unconsciously you're meeting that other people's needs so if you set that boundary it's like they're hearing oh they're gonna stop meeting my needs yeah subconsciously subconsciously that's what what they're hearing well and that and and that gets internalized well that's harm like i'm being i'm being wronged i'm being Mm -hmm. harmed in this situation no it was never that person's job to meet your needs in the first place so it's been it's really clearly uh clear that we are on the the focus is on boundaries being about our behavior and what we're going to do based on sometimes what other people do it may be and in in reaction to what somebody's going to or in response to what somebody else is doing but when we're using this kind of boundary language where we're like I said I I see it so often like I I mean I (laughs) as as those of you have watched for quite some time or listened for some time may know I watch some really, really trashy TV, like really trashy TV. I confirm. <laughs> yes, yes. No no lies detected. I'm like, did you see the ad for this? This looks horrible. She goes, yeah, I'm on season 16. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's true. It's true. It's actually a really great way sometimes of seeing these needs mm-hmm. things playing out. And I cannot tell you the number of times that I see somebody who is abusive in their behavior using the words gaslighting as a way of trying to suggest that that it's um um that it's it's a, a form of something called Davo, which is um uh, comes up in th- this kind of topic area. Davo is um uh, deny attack reverse victim offender which basically is like oh I'm not doing that thing that you're telling me doing I'm going to attack you and I'm going to make myself the victim and I'm going to make you the person who's the person who's doing it and it's like oh you can't gaslight me no they're not gaslighting you they are just holding you accountable for what you've said or what you've done um and this is like this use of this kind of language as a form of um of abuse and as a form of control is not okay mm-hmm. so when we're in that space that that if you notice this is about what other people need to do not about what you're going to do in order to keep your um um, things in alignment for you so the your behavior part is often manipulative or punitive like it's punishment of others to try to get them to change their behavior so when we say oh well it's very easy to look at this and, and and not understand the difference like if what i'm saying is i'm going to end the relationship if you do that Like that is a form of punishment or a way to manipulate the other person's. I'm going to emotionally withdraw. I'm going to withdraw sex, whatever it is. When we're in that place where that is something that I'm using to try to punish somebody or try to manipulate and control their behavior, that is a very different thing to what we're talking about in terms of boundaries. Boundaries are the, the example that kind of comes to my mind. It's so really um, like from my own personal experience. And this is where I was I was in this kind of a dynamic. I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And we were I, way, way, way before I had done any of my work. And <laughs> I look back and I was like, oh, God, really, did I do that? Um, like, as I'm sure we all did <laughs> in our younger selves. Um, and I remember that... Um, we we were both there was a lot of drama very toxic um dynamics in our relationship um and there was a lot of uh, emotional abuse was being used against me and um there was a lot of this um 
that's it the relationship's over if like uh, it, as a way of trying to con- to stop the other person from doing this thing and that went in both directions um like sometimes there's it's important to also say that while there are abusive dynamics that play out there is a difference between somebody who is an abuser and someone who is responding in abusive ways because of the situation this person if they are an abuser they're going to be an abuser no matter the situation sometimes there can be a situational abuse where it's like this is i'm responding to the the abuse that i'm under and you take me out of that situation and i'm no longer going to behave that way and so i i totally own that there were things that i did in that situation like the whole like that's it the relationship's over like I'm sure many of us did that in our young years. Doesn't make it okay, but we. But I noticed this pattern, and I and I even at this point, I'm like, this is not healthy for our relationship. And I remember saying that um, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do like I want to work on our relationship. I want things to be better. And I don't think that that way of behaving is good for us, either of us, or for our relationship. And so what I said was. I just need you to know that I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to um, say it's the end of the relationship unless the only time I will say that is if it is actually the end. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is it. I'm done. Um, and I'm and I'm going to request that of you. Like, I'm just going to let you know if you say the relationship is over, I'm going to take that as the relationship is over. There's no coming back from that on either side. I wasn't like, oh, well, you can't do it, but I can. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. this is like we have this is not a good behavior pattern. And um, and I remember um, that we both agreed to it. It was a it was a it was a big thing. Um, and then I won't go into the full story um, because it's a very, very long story. Um, but we were in a situation where um, I, his his behavior shifted. Um, we were on our, we were driving on our way somewhere and I was confused. I wasn't sure what was happening or why. And I was asking why. And he started driving back home very fast. And I was like, OK, what uh, can wh- where are we going? So we were supposed to be going somewhere. We were on our way somewhere and we were heading in the wrong direction. Um, and he said, uh, I won't say the exact words, but he basically said, I'm taking you home. You're going to pack and you're going to leave. This is it. It's over. And I was like, okay. Sad because obviously while it was a very toxic relationship, I had, there were feelings involved. Um, and I was like, I, I, I'd set that boundary. I didn't even know it was a boundary. I don't think I even knew the word boundary at that point in my life. But I was like, I've said that this is the end if this is what happens. I have to stay true to that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. this toxic dynamic is going to continue. And so that's what I did. I packed my stuff and I left and off I went home. Um, um, back to um, uh, my my other place, um, my, my place where I was living. And um, midway back, like an hour down the road, the, the phone call started, this text started. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Come back, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and it was very interesting because, um, and I, and, what was very interesting was that there was a lot of communication after that point uh, over text and over email. And in one of the emails, I remember the, this person saying that they had been spoken, they'd spoken to their counselor and their counselor had said that I was using this as a way of getting the power back in the relationship. And I was like, the relationship doesn't exist anymore. That's not possible. I I was done. I'd said I was going to be done and I was done. And I'd said, if you're going to do this, then that has to be the end because we can't keep doing this to each other. And I was just honoring that. Like, if this is what happens, I'm going to walk away because this is not good for me. There's a difference between, and in that situation, on the flip side, he was trying to use that it's the end of the relationship to get me to change my behavior. And so it's, there's a there's a subtle difference, but there is a very important difference between is it manipulative or punitive or is this actually this is what I'm doing to honor what I need and ensure my needs aren't going to get negatively impacted anymore, which is what I was doing in that situation. So would you say that's like the difference between a boundary and an ultimatum or? Um, I think ultimatums, I think it's the difference between a boundary and um, because I, I don't think it's always in an ultimatum format. Well, and I think there, there's, yes, there's nuance, nuance. <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough. Like, um, but that's what kind of was swirling yes. through my head. I'm like, there's certain, so just like, 
okay, I hear an ultimatum in this, but when is... Well, and again, it's like how, what does someone define an ultimatum as being? Because I suppose technically you could have looked at what I was saying, which was an ultimatum is like something that is kind of ultimate. It's Mm -hmm. like definitive. And I was like, well, if this happens again, I'm leaving. But it's like, I'm not leaving to punish you. I'm not leaving to change your behavior. I'm leaving to stop my needs from being negatively Mm -hmm. impacted anymore. So like, I I can see why that question might come Mm -hmm. up, but I'm like, I don't... I wouldn't want to label it as that. I think it's the difference between um, like setting boundaries and trying to control somebody else's mm-hmm. behavior. I think that's the difference because that could be in that divinity. It could, there's, there's lots of different ways this shows up and not all of them would necessarily look like an ultimatum. So that, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So well, there are two kinds of boundaries that we talk about. And we've given yeah. this, uh, I'm going to give the same uh, example that, we usually give because I think it's a really good <laughs> yeah, one. So there are two different kinds. There's hard boundaries and soft boundaries. Yeah. A soft boundary is a should and a hard boundary is a must. So these yeah. are like the soft boundaries are the, um, I'm going to give the example of time. It's like an ideal world uh, also. Yes. Like soft boundaries is ideally this, hard boundary is it has, it has to, to be, be that. This. Yeah. So we do this often um, with our schedules. Like I'll come in and I'll be like, okay, I have a soft boundary today of five o'clock because I have some- I actually think we have this example further down in the notes, but go right ahead. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty then. Look at me ahead of the game. Yay. <laughs> um, but so my soft boundary is, or I have something to do at seven. Mm-hmm. Soft boundary is I'd like to be done at five. So I have two hours to get ready, go out, do my things. Mm-hmm. I have to be done by six to yes. make sure that my needs aren't compromised so I can do my thing at seven. Yes. Now, when that five o'clock comes up, you know, normally what will happen, like there's sometimes where I'm like, okay. It's five o'clock. Where are we at? Like, this is where I'm at. There are some times where I totally just kind of lose track of things. And Claire will come to me and be like, hey, it's five o'clock. I just wanted to check in with you. Right. And that's something that is so much appreciated, especially with how scattered I can be sometimes. <laughs> like somebody else kind of being like, you, well, you, honor, had, you've, you've stated I've the stated boundary. It. So my, and it's like the, the, the soft boundary is like at this point, like, I'm going to check in and see whether this is something. The hard boundary is I'm leaving at six o'clock. So again, mm-hmm. it's like, what is what is Serena's behavior in that? Like the soft boundary is like, once we hit this point, um, and this is like a, it's an, the time boundary is an easier thing to kind of look at because it doesn't seem to be like one person versus another. It's mm-hmm. just like, this is just a, an arbitrary point in time. And it's like, at this point, I'm going to, re, I'm going to review the situation mm-hmm. and be like, okay, do I need to leave now? Does it serve me better to leave now? Does it serve me better to stay uh, and sort of see which is which is best? The hard boundary is it doesn't matter where we're at at this point. At 6 p.m., I'm walking out of the door. Mm-hmm. And that is like a big differentiator between those two. And as somebody like, and we'll, we'll get into kind of more, this is more about like what is boundaries this episode. We'll get more into kind of the interaction around boundaries. But one of the things that actually builds trust in relationship is a lot of the time people see boundaries as something that one person sets that is kind of to the detriment of the other person. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine someone being like, oh, well, like if in this situation, other people might be like, well, she's setting a time. Well, what if we're not done by work by six? Like, like it's like, that's something that is get like against what I need or what the business needs or what have you. No, my I know that Serena wants to do whatever is necessary with the business and I want her to have what she needs to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that builds trust is like when somebody shares what their boundaries are by proactively honoring them, like not waiting until they're crossed, not waiting until they're communicated, not waiting until that point, but proactively going to the person and said, hey, you said this is a boundary. I just want to check in with you. Um, it, it shows that that, that respect mm-hmm. and that there's, there is a, um, there is a level of care and a desire for them to have their boundaries on it, mm-hmm. on it, which is really important. There's also a really important difference between boundaries and preferences. Yes. Like I think that's something that the two words can kind of intermingle with yes. each other and they can really and get confused. Yeah, they can really <laughs> cloudy each other up because they are two they are two separate things. Yes. So the boundary is gonna be what is and is not okay. Right. 
So, and what you're going to do in response to what is or is not okay. Yes. And the preference is what we would like ideally. But it's not necessarily the deal breaker. It's like, yeah. this would be great if it works out this way. And it's not that hard boundary of mm -hmm. like, this has to happen. And if this doesn't happen, here's what I'm going to do, which is where also, and I think that a lot of people, again, we're going to get into this, like communicating about boundaries. I think a lot of people are really afraid of, of communicating their boundaries mm -hmm. because they're afraid of how other people are going to react. And so they word it like it's a preference. Mm -hmm. and I, did, because I did that when I first started <laughs> setting boundaries. Oh, yeah. And then it's kind of like, well, if it works for you too, and it's like, that's nah, not, not how a boundary, a boundary works. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, we might want to find a way of setting a boundary that works for both mm -hmm. people. So it's like, that, that's a different thing. But if you word it in the sense like, like ideally I'd like this to happen. If it doesn't happen, there's no, there, there isn't that. Here's what, it's not, this is what I need. And here's what I'm going to do if that doesn't happen, which is the, which is the boundary piece in order to ensure that my needs don't get negatively impacted. It makes it very, very easy for someone to be like, oh, well, it's like, it obviously wasn't that big of a deal because they just said in an ideal world, it may, and it's, it's not, how, how often is it actually an ideal world? How often do we actually be like, yes, everything is exactly ideally as I want it to be. And so what that means is that person can be like, well, it's not ideal. So I guess it doesn't matter if it's not, mm -hmm. if it's not, if it doesn't happen that way. So I think that. One of the other things that comes up around boundaries is boundaries are a very emotional and charged topic. You get the feels with boundaries. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the, the challenge is that people think that the feelings are the actions of the boundary being crossed. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you do this, I'm going to be pissed. I'm pissed is not the thing you're going to do if the boundary is crossed. It's the way you're going to feel for mm -hmm. having your boundary crossed. You need to be very clear on the difference between how you will feel and what you will do to preserve your boundary. Mm -hmm. There is a big distinction between those things. And I think this is, again, where that, like, the, we end up, like, moving into that kind of control thing where it's like, if, like, if you do this, it's going to make me angry. So it sounds very much like if you do this, there's going to be a punishment, even if that punishment is just you've got to deal with me being in an angry state. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like it's very important to recognize that feelings are not actions, that we can say, I feel this way because you cross this boundary. That might be part of a conversation that happens about what happened, but that is not the action that you're going to take. And there's a big difference between the two. The other thing is that if you find, if you like, if you feel a kind of way about somebody else setting a boundary, as long as it is a boundary and not control, it's because you had expectations of them meeting your needs in a certain way. <laughs> and that boundary is going to prevent them meeting your needs in a certain way. Now, we are very, like, we're in a society and in a social system where this happens a lot. So I'm not, it's not like saying, we're not saying you're wrong for feeling that way. But also that's not the responsibility of the other person, nor does it entitle you to them doing what you want them to do to meet your needs at the detriment of their own. That's something you need to process for yourself. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Because you need to recognize that you're feeling the way because of your expectations and your sense of entitlement to them doing things in a certain way. And the subtext, your unmet needs. And your unmet <laughs> needs, not because they have negatively impacted your needs, because there is a big difference mm -hmm. between some somebody negatively impacting your needs and somebody just not meeting them. Those are two very distinct and different things. Mm -hmm. So there have been some um, examples that have kind of popped up in the um, kind of pop culture um, area recently. And it's like, there's a there's this example that did the rounds like fairly recently to where we're recording so it's there's been a bit of distance I'm sure now between now and then but it's relevant I thought it was really important to um to kind of use this example um which was the example of Jonah Hill and the um communication with his ex-girlfriend where that was a form of control it wasn't a form of boundaries um so 
like let's let's look at an example of one of the messages that was that was said that was sent in that in that exchange so we can kind of be clear about it because I don't I want to make sure that people understand what's what was actually said so I'm going to I'm going to read like um the the text that basically says plain and simple if you need surfing with men boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men to model to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit to post sexual pictures friendships with women who are in unstable places and from your world recent past uh, beyond getting a lunch or coffee or something respectful i am not the right partner for you if these things bring you to a place of happiness i support it and there will be no hard feelings these are my boundaries for romantic partnership my boundaries with you based on the ways these actions have hurt our trust now there's <laughs> there's a lot i could say about this and i'm going to try real hard not to go down the rabbit hole on this one i'm biting my tongue because, a little bit because yeah, yeah. <laughs> um there are there i mean and there's there's layers and layers and layers. We are going to be dealing with this at a very, very simplistic mm-hmm. boundary level. There is also patriarchy. There's misogyny. misogyny. There is. There are layers and layers of, that, of him not recognizing and understanding his privilege and the power dynamics that exist within their relationship. There's, seems like there's layers of abuse in there too that well, are very con- hard to ignore. Control. Like- control is a form. Like a, a control is a form of abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about the, the, let's look at it at a very simplistic level without kind of diving into all of those layers. He knew who she was when he met her. He knew that she was a surfer. He saw the photos that she posted. The thing about it is, is that what happened was he got her as in he began a relationship with her and then wanted her to change her behavior to meet his unmet needs. What I'm hearing in this, and obviously this is like, I'm open to the possibility that I could be wrong because this is coming based on what I am seeing and not having had a personal interaction with them both. Mm -hmm. But based on what I know about needs, based on all of my client experience, what I'm hearing this is a very insecure man and a man who wants to stop his girlfriend from doing things that she was doing before they met and that when they met was part of her life Mm -hmm. in order to shore up his insecurity He's they're trying he's trying to meet his security needs. He's trying to talk about like things that have hurt hurt their trust. But actually, is that because he has a mistrust because he's insecure, not because she's actually done anything that is untrustworthy? Because, for example, like surfing with men, that's part of what she does. <laughs> she's a surfer. Posting dude. <laughs> pictures of herself in a bathing suit. That's what she does. That's her like, uniform. <laughs> absolutely. It's like like basically what he's doing and 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 also there's an element of his value need because uh often insecurity um a lack of self-worth is rooted in an unmet value need so he's trying to control her behavior so that his value need won't be negatively impacted when his value need is being negatively impacted because of his insecurity and how he's perceiving the situation not because she's actually doing anything wrong and the thing about it is even if this had changed while they were together these behaviors aren't harming his needs. The things that he's speaking about here are things aren't that aren't going to harm his needs. And that's really what's important here. What he's trying to do is he's, he's trying to stop her from doing things because his needs are unmet and therefore he's getting triggered by behaviors that are not necessarily problematic but they're problems that he doesn't want his girlfriend to engage with because of how it makes him feel about himself, mm-hmm. because of how he already feels about himself and his unmet needs. He's setting boundaries so he doesn't have to deal with his own No, shit. he's not setting, I mean, not boundaries. setting boundaries. He <laughs> is controlling somebody else because of his own because shit. Because of his own shit, yeah. The because of his own shit part, yes, yes, I absolutely agree with. But what he's doing is he's using the language of boundaries to make it seem like what he's doing is okay and that he is entitled to do this and he should be able to do this. Quote, these are my boundaries for romantic partnership. He's making it sound like he is entitled to do this. 
And the thing about it is, is that when we are in relationship, it is very important for us to establish together to create what are, what is and what is not okay in our relationship. What do we want in our relationship? What do we not want in our relationship? Blah, 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 blah. But it is not okay for us to control other people's behavior. So let, let's come on to a different example, which is an example of a boundary, not of control. Now, if you say, if, for example, you met somebody um, and you formed a monogamous relationship. That was the, the kind of basis. And then they decide they want to explore polyamory. Like saying, I understand if that's what you want, but that doesn't feel in alignment for me. So I think it's best that we part ways is that's a very different situation where it's like, I completely understand this is what you want, but this doesn't feel in alignment with who I am as a person and what kind of relationship I want as a person. So I'm going to say that I think it's best for us to part ways so you can explore the thing that you want to explore so that you can be happy. I'm not doing this to change your behavior. I'm just letting you know that this isn't in alignment for me. And so I'm going to like, I'm going to, I'm going to choose to kind of go in a different direction because um, that doesn't feel in alignment with me. Now, what happens in this situation? I've had I've had this situation come up um, in conversation before. What happens if someone then says they want to explore it rather than lose that person? Well, what that tends to be is it tends to be is someone trying to keep the person who meets their needs and compromising other needs to try to keep the person that is meeting their needs. Now, it is something where it's like, if both people are kind of open to exploring it, that's a different conversation. It's like, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we could, let's have a conversation, let's figure out what would that look like? What are the things that like, the, 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 um, the ways of doing this that would work for both of us? Um, but the thing about it is, is if you are trying to hold on to a person who meets your needs and you are trying to do something that is not in alignment, that compromises other needs of yours to try to keep that person, it tends to lead to resentment rather than closeness and connection. Like if you don't want polyamory, then trying to keep somebody probably won't work. Likewise, if you don't want monogamy, trying to keep trying it to keep somebody else probably won't work. It might be, actually, I don't know how I feel about this. Maybe we want to explore it to see, like, so I can see how I feel about it. Maybe it's through the exploration. That's a different conversation. But if it's like, I know that who I am as a person means that I want a monogamous relationship and who you are as a person means that you want a polyamorous relationship. And not that, and the thing that kind of comes up around this is that sometimes the reason we want a monogamous relationship might be because of our unmet needs. Mm -hmm. And actually we want to heal those. And once we heal those, we might be open to polyamory. That could be a possibility. But there's a difference between I'm good in myself. This is not coming from trauma or trigger or anything. It's just me saying, that's just not how I want to do relationship. Mm -hmm. And this is how you want to do relationship and you don't want to do it this way. When you get into that place, that's the point where it's like, oh, I'm going to... So one person or other tends to end up not just compromising things that they would ideally like, but compromising themselves, mm -hmm. their values, what they what they want and what they need. Um, and the kind of relationship that they're they're wanting to create in order to keep the other person because the other person is meeting their needs. I mean, I had a I had, uh, somebody approach me about this situation, like, oh my god, I've met this amazing person, we're in this relationship, and then they are, want they're already in a polyamorous relationship. They've got a boyfriend. Um, I don't want to lose her, so I'm thinking about trying it. And it's like that. Like, and I and I said, like, do you want a polyamorous relationship? Yes or no or I don't know, like, there is another option here where it's like, and it's like, it was a hard no, I don't want that. It wasn't, I don't know, like, I'm open to potentially considering it. It was just hard no. And I was like, it's because this person that you've met is meeting needs that you don't currently know how to meet for yourself. And if you sacrifice this thing that you know is a hard no for you to try to keep them around, then that's going to end up leading to resentment eventually in some way, shape or form, which will erode the relationship, which means it won't, it, chances of it lasting long term is very mm -hmm. remote. Um, but that's, that's like a very different example where this is like, how do we, what, what is like honoring ourselves and creating a boundary that honors ourselves and ensures that our needs are not going to be neg negatively impacted 
Um, and instead, I'm going to do this to try to control your behavior. And normally, I'm going to try and control your behavior because I not only do I try want to try and control your behavior to meet my needs, but you being around meets my needs. So I don't want you going anywhere. So I'm not going to let you leave and make it easy for you to go. I'm going to instead try and keep you and I'm going to control you so that you don't, no. That's a clusterfuck. (laughs) Nothing about that is going to lead to a constructive, mutually supportive relationship. Well, and when we get into examples, relationships are always hard, like any interpersonal relationships, because there is that layer. Of, I mean, there's nuance in everything, but there tends is to be. A, really? <laughs> you don't say. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to bring it back to basics for a second. And we're going to go back to that time boundary example, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that most people can use in their lives. We've Yes. All had places we need to be for certain times. And we've all been in situations where we're like, oh, I, I need to go. Stay. Yeah. The first thing I want to say, if you have a boundary, state it, communicate it. Because if you don't communicate it, like. Yes, and. Uh, in the time situation. Yeah. Do, oh, do, well. Yes, and. All right. Let's see where this is going. Yes, and. We actually, we're going to cover this in, in kind of subsequent episodes. Um, like, for example, if you are with somebody who it is safe for you to communicate your boundaries to. Like, for example, if I'm in a bar and there's a guy who is like hitting on me and I have no interest and I'm like trying to, and I've got a hard boundary of eight and eight comes along, I might be like, oh, I've got to go to the bathroom. Bye. And I and off I go. Mm-hmm. So yes. And. and like, I think that there are, there are, Generally speaking, especially where we're in close relationship, mm-hmm. friendship, intimate relationship, family relationship, if it is, um, but even like that, if, if you're if you're with somebody, like I'm thinking about a family relationship, if you're in a family relationship with somebody who does not respect boundaries and you are in that position where it's like, I have a hard boundary at eight, but if I communicate that I've got a hard boundary at eight, how this person is gonna respond Mm. to me is gonna compromise my needs over and over and over and over again. Actually, it might be easier to just like, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I just just noticed the time. It's been so great seeing Mm -hmm. you, I'll see you again soon, bye. So yes, Yes. and And I, yes, 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 generally speaking Mm -hmm. in most, mutually supportive relationships that's a really good idea and I don't want to create any kind of hard and fast rules it's like well Clara Serena said I had to communicate my boundaries oh fair enough (laughs) yeah I think where this one's the work situation it's like if I don't tell Claire that I have a hard boundary like it just makes things more yeah Yeah. more complicated than they need to be so using and also you know I'm somebody who wants to respect your boundaries and I want Want you to to get what you need Mm -hmm. not just worrying about what I need because my needs are already met so I don't need Serena to meet them how about that funny how that works (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna give the um time boundary example and we're gonna break it down into three different sections because we've talked about the difference between boundaries and control the feels about it Mm -hmm. so do you want to? Yeah. So like, let's look at three different scenarios. We'll look at a work situation where there is a time boundary. We'll look at a personal situation because sometimes because the responsibilities are different in those different contexts, we want to make sure that we are like uh, communicating around how that might be slightly different. And then we'll look at a personal situation where there's a control element. So the first situation is uh, a work situation. So for example, Serena might say to me, I've got a hard stop at seven. Um, and I was like, oh, I was hoping that, that my response to that might be, I was hoping we were going to work until eight. So I can communicate what's there for me. I'm not saying you can't leave at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could be like, oh, I was hoping we were going to work till eight. Serena think about to be like, could be like, well, why were you hoping we were going to work till eight? Um, and I could be like, well, because there's work to be done. Like we've got a, we've got this project that we're trying to get this finish. And we're not going to be able to be done by seven, in which case, okay, so I have a hard stop at seven. We have this work that needs to be done. My ideal, like what I was hoping for, that we, we were going to be able to work for eight, work until eight. But then it's like, well, when are we going to do it? Let's find, let's find a time. Let's create a time. Let's, let's 
Maybe we start an hour earlier tomorrow. Maybe we um, shift and add an extra period of time that we're going to work together later in the week. Is that something we can do separately? Do we need to be together for that? There's lots of different conversations that ha can happen around that. Um, so Serena would be like, hard stop at seven. I need to leave by seven. You can still have a conversation about it. It doesn't have to be hard stop at seven. Okay. Mm hmm like, and in a work context, because there are different responsibilities, Serena has a responsibility to her work and she honors that. Like she wants to hold that responsibility and she also wants to make sure that we're doing it in a way that works for both of us. But my focus is, okay, how do we then honor your hard stop and the other thing that we mm -hmm. want to get done as well? Because that's how do we, how do we like, like make it work for both, make it work <laughs> for both, both parties without compromising the boundary. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is like, I mean, I know that, and I mean, I would never do that. I mean, this conversation is kind of weird, like reading it out in our context, because that would, I can't imagine that would ever happen. I might be like, oh, um, are we, when are we going to, I would probably, I would probably shortcut a bunch mm -hmm. of this and be like, okay, um, I thought we were going to finish this tonight. When, when, when else can we, it wouldn't even cross my mind to question a hard boundary if it mm -hmm. was set, but I can see how this could play out with different people. Yes. So let's use a personal example, because again, the responsibilities are different if it's a personal situation versus a work situation. And we wanted to respect those kind of two being different. So take the same um, same scenario. Serena and I are hanging out together. Um, I've got a hard stop at seven. And I could be like, well, I was hoping we were going to talk until eight. Um I, I was want, basically in that situation, what I'm saying is I want to talk to you to meet my needs. My disappointment in that Serena has a hard stop at seven is because I was hoping that she was going to help me meet my needs. That's my stuff to process and deal with. It was my expectation of her that is causing the disappointment. Now, if I get focused on what like, well, you aren't going to meet my needs, meh, 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 which... <laughs> That happens, happens more so often, often than you would you would like to believe, and sometimes almost exactly like, like that. that. <laughs> Not between us, but I have no. seen that. Me, 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 me. Yeah, very, 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 very common. Now, instead, what I can do is I can focus on if I drop down to what needs am I trying to get met through this situation? I can be like, oh, I'm trying to meet this need. How else could I meet this need without needing to talk to Serena? How else can I process how I'm feeling about the fact that I wanted to talk to Serena? There are times I've wanted to talk to Serena and she hasn't been available. Like, I don't, I don't leave her voice going, I wanted to talk to you about my needs and you're not available right now. A lot of people do feel like it's relationship on demand, though, when right. it comes to that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, I, I understand. I had an expectation that was unreasonable. Mm -hmm. I get to process how I feel about that expectation and I get to look at a different way. Now, what I could, in that situation, if it was a situation between me and Serena, like this conversation would probably go differently. Mm -hmm. If Serena's like, I've got a hard stop at seven. And there have been times where we've been talking about personal stuff and she's like, just so you know, I got a hard stop at seven. And I would, I mean, I would probably go, okay, cool. I'm going to meet my needs this, 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 or this way. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to go and do that. Like it almost probably wouldn't be a conversation. It might be that I might, hey, there's something I want to get your thoughts on. Like I respect Serena's, um, value Serena's opinion. Like um, I would like to get your insight on this if you're willing to share it with me. Could we talk tomorrow? Like can we carve out an hour tomorrow to make sure that we have that time to talk and still get the work that we need to get done? And one thing I want to tack on to this one, if you're having feels about somebody's boundaries, you probably do need to process it. Like, I think that's a step that people are like. Okay, I'm going to step back from that. If you're having feels, you need to process it. Yeah. <laughs> like, Period. no matter whether those feels yeah. are valid or whether they're because you've had unreasonable expectations, if you have feels, mm -hmm. processing it is the way forward. Like, generally speaking, if you have feels about somebody else's boundaries, process how you are feeling first that is the most important thing and then look at okay did I have an unreasonable expectation of this other person doing something for me have I responded badly to them 
because I had an unreasonable expectation because that's where drop into the apology series, the apology mm. blueprint right there. I'm so sorry. I realized that I had an unreasonable unre- expectation that you were going to do this to meet my needs. I responded poorly to you as a result. I take full responsibility for that. Um, can I like, I like, can I give you a hug? Like I'm um, or whatever, like mm-hmm. make amends. Uh, just, you know, I'm making note of this so that I don't repeat this thing in the future. Like, like go through the steps of the apology blueprint. Um, but it's that's the thing for you to then start looking at yourself and being like, okay, one, where did I have an unreasonable expectation? Two, how can I meet this for myself? How can I do this? Or how can I do it with somebody else? Like, it doesn't have to be Serena. Like, I had a situation, I can't think when it was, like, not Saturday, just gone Saturday before. I was having a shitty night, shitty night. And Serena's normally the person I would be like, me, 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 me. Like, I'd vent it out, like, mm-hmm. so that I can just get it out of my system. And and tell somebody about it. Serena was going through her grief for Larry. Like she wasn't available. I she could have been available. It didn't feel important enough what I was going dealing with to even ask whether she was available. So I sent a voice note to another friend of mine. Hey, who we that's what we do. We share voice notes about what's going on and um and I got to I got to get it out of my system. (sighs) Okay, much better. I didn't need that other friend to even be available. Mm-hmm. I could just do it on a voice note. I got it out of my system. So there's so many, once we start to understand, one, why are we reacting to, why have we got a feeling about somebody else's boundaries? It could just be, I'm disappointed about something because I was, this is my preference for how I'm going to get my need met. And actually I'm not getting my preference. Okay, I was putting my preference on somebody else. Mm-hmm. I was expecting somebody else to match my pref- to meet my preference for me. And in actual fact, that's not their job. That's not their responsibility. But now I know what the need is. And now like I can look, what are the other ways I could do this? I know what I need now. How else can I do this? So that I can still fulfill my needs, but I'm not going to be responding poorly to somebody else's boundaries, which they have every right to articulate and to set and enforce. So third option which is the personal control variant of this which is where somebody says say um somebody says i've got a hard stop at seven and the other person says i need to speak to you until eight um if you don't i'm not going to speak to you anymore well that sounds like a fun friendship like (laughs) like but legitimately and it's an extreme example but there are Mm. people who will be like uh they would ghost somebody Mm -hmm. if they did that because they would be like they've hurt me they would there would be a retaliatory energy they haven't hurt you they just haven't prioritized your needs over their own and that's basically what we're doing when we want someone to compromise their boundaries to meet our needs we are saying we want them to compromise their needs to prioritize meeting our needs that is not okay and it is definitely Mm -hmm. not a self-first way of approaching the meeting of needs nope um, so this is just kind of in like a let's let's set the stage. <laughs> let's start setting like um, setting some understanding of what exactly boundaries are. What are the different variants? What are the things that kind of can come up when we start talking about boundaries? And then we're going to be diving deeper into these in the subsequent episodes where we're going to get a little bit more into the kind of interpersonal element uh, of them. Because normally, if there are boundaries, it's because there's an interpersonal element. Like, I mean, I, it is possible that you need to set boundaries with yourself. Mm-hmm. That is valid. Um, but a lot of time it's also involving other people as well. So it's, it helps to know how we can kind of have those those um, those conversations and that communication. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to add? No, we got two more of these. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. That's what I thought you were going to add. Like... <laughs> It was only right that we finished with the boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. Um, So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for being here with us. Um, If there's something that we've kind of kind of touched on today and you're like, oh, I don't understand this. Or can you go into that a little bit more? Let us know. Get in touch. And we will um, we will add another boundaries uh, episode to our play. As Serena said, as we we began today, um, she said, I doubt this is going to be the last episode we're ever going to do on boundaries. I'm like, yeah, I think you could be right. Could be right there. So uh, come back next week where we'll uh, we'll have the next one in our series. Uh, Between now and then, remember to stay safe to take care of yourself. And between now and then, now and then, continue to meet your own needs. Lots of love. Bye. Bye, friends. That's it for today. If you like what you heard and would like to see some of Serena's awesome facial expressions, check out the video podcast on YouTube. And remember, 
A boundary is something you put in place to ensure your needs don't get negatively impacted. And one of the components is the choices or actions that you will take to ensure your needs don't get negatively impacted. Well, shit. It really is that simple. <laughs> 